You found it. No nonsense. No scripts. Real people on real issues. Hard hitting and action packed with logic, reason, and common sense. Everything you need and everything you've been looking for in a podcast. This is Dynamic Independence with Johnny Anderson, Bruce Adams, Marty Foster, and GP. Welcome to it. What a great way to start a Tuesday with a jet engine exploding. I mean, probably wasn't that great for the passengers and some of the families that were freaked out from the debris but um can you imagine sitting right there and then all of a sudden the uh like the the engine just outside the window just oh yeah it just explodes and yeah it's on fire and yeah you're just flying along yeah it's that's that's great i mean what time of the day did it happen was it in the morning it was daylight it was daylight i saw video of it this morning yeah Yeah, i saw video of this morning whoever was sitting there at the window they had their phone right up against the uh the thing taking the video of it Mm -hmm. and it's uh it's circulating I mean, I can only imagine. Uh, yeah, folks, uh, we're currently experiencing some uh, engine problems, and uh, we're going to have to. Uh, yeah, we're we're going to have to uh, put down for some uh, routine maintenance, and uh, yeah, just uh, make sure that everyone's in your seats, and uh, we need to make sure everyone's got their seat belts on, and uh, we'll be landing shortly. Thank you. <laughs> and you look out, and you see flames shooting out the uh, out of the engine next to you. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That would be a that would be a memorable experience. Um, but the the plane landed fine. Uh, nobody was injured. Yeah. So there's that it at did. least. It did. So the FAA wants a uh, wants an emergency inspection of uh, of all of it. I guess they're starting to ground the uh, 777s because of whatever. I mean, I I guess they they want to look into uh, all of the uh, the engines to see if there's a similar problem or whatever. Well, here here's a thought. Here's a novel idea. How about you don't keep them grounded for a year? I mean, there's a. I mean, that's that's a possible solution to this you you have regular maintenance on these things rather than keeping them grounded for a year over nothing it's an idea yeah it was 777s yeah that those are the ones that were the the hybrid electric or whatever that was uh boeing was doing yeah those are um they've had a lot of problems and um the stories i hear from people that work uh, or worked there, they took a lot of shortcuts on, on that model specifically. Federal Aviation Administration Steve Dixon has ordered the agency's aviation safety experts to issue an emergency airworthiness directive requiring immediate or stepped-up inspections of Boeing 777 airplanes equipped with certain Pratt & Whitney engines or PW4000 engines. This will likely mean that some airplanes will be removed from service. I, I guess they're going to be looking into all these things. I mean, it's just... Rightfully so. If that's yeah, if you know, there's problem there, then we need to address it. Yeah, and apparently this um, uh, this one, this particular uh, plane here was. Uh, let me see, uh, United Airlines Flight three two eight experienced an engine failure after taking off from Denver International Airport on Saturday. Uh, landed safely after dropping debris over northern Colorado. That could have gone really bad, you know, because it was on could its have. way to Honolulu. I mean, that could have gone really bad. That could have been really bad. And not only that, but it could have been really bad. Some of the debris that came off of there, you know, smashing into a, a, a house or something or mm-hmm. a vehicle on the road. I mean, it, there, there could have been a lot of scenarios that was... Um, well, it could have been that. Bad. It could have gone down over the Rockies as it was, you know, it could have gone down all the way down, up there yeah. at altitude. I mean, mm-hmm. it would have been horrible search and rescue. Uh, you could have you could have gone down in the middle of the Pacific. I mean, that's, yeah. there's that to consider. Yeah. 
So, I mean, considering it went down where it did and how it did, kudos to the pilot for the safe landing as well. You know, uh, so, yeah. I, I guess I won't be... Uh, I've flown on a 777 before. It's a massive, massive plane. Uh, and I'll tell you something. I will never fly on another 777 as long as I live. I can tell you that for a fact. Uh, I will go the extra route to go around. It was the most horrible unforgettable experience. I still remember it uh, very vividly. I was flying across the uh, uh, across the Atlantic and then back across the Atlantic to and from Europe at the time. And 777, massive plane, but it was like riding a roller coaster down a gravel road for eight hours. It was terrible. Hmm. It was terrible. Was it just um, the weather at the time? or It could have just been turbulence, but I mean, uh, going back, I mean, maybe it was just coming over too. So, I mean, I, I don't know, but going back to the US, it was... Wasn't quite as bad, but it was still noticeable. But ever since I started flying Airbus, I mean, I've been taking like the Airbus uh, flights and different engines, different planes, different uh, system that they use. And it automatically adjusts to the turbulence, like the system auto automatically adjusts, whereas the uh, the Boeings don't do that. So it, it's able to like the, the, the Airbuses are able to adjust automatically. So you can uh, when it experiences turbulence, it makes the proper adjustments to avoid any further turbulence that you just experienced. So you might feel it for maybe four to 10 seconds, but then that's it. So they'll climb or they'll drop or whatever, and then they'll adjust accordingly. But yeah. Anyway. Okay. Mike Lindell, the MyPillow guy. Yeah. He's being sued, isn't he? He is being sued for the Dominion. Basically, he did a documentary that was what was like two hours long. Something like that. Where, yeah. Yeah. Where he went over all the, well, all the data that we currently have uh, with the, the and the timelines and everything. And he broke it down and talked about how there really was voter fraud that went on and, and it was through Dominion Systems. And now Dominion's suing him for $1.3 billion. So personally, I don't think it'll go anywhere as far as the lawsuit's concerned. Uh, Lindell's going to fight it, I'm sure. One part of me hopes that he, he'll basically trigger an investigation into Dominion. The problem is all that data has been purged. So the, the, there is no evidence to prove his yeah. point, and there's no evidence to prove Dominion right either. I've not seen the, the movie. Have you seen it? I haven't. I've only seen clips of it. It's my understanding the last 30 minutes are pretty much like a tell-all, pretty much. And it shows like the foreign involvement and all the rest of it, which is kind of some of the stuff that we had suspected anyway. But, you know, we could never get any concrete uh, evidence of that. But that I mean, that was the problem. But the uh, the thing with with Mike Lindell. OK, so one point three billion, that would pretty much that would torpedo his pillow industry or his pillow company. Well, uh, they're suing him specifically, not the company. Well, yeah, I understand. But this, I mean, how much of his personal finances does he have tied up in his company? Yeah, I mean, that's true. So I don't think it's a public company. Obviously, it's privately owned. So uh, he doesn't have like a, a value, but or at least not a, pu a publicly listed value. You know, I'm not sure uh, w w with this one. The um, It depends on uh, who's overseeing this lawsuit on where it would go. Let's see. It's the U.S. District Court for... The District of Columbia. That's where the case is going to be. So, oh, gee, depending whiz. on, I'm sure they're going to be non-biased. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. Sure yeah. 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 Of course. Uh, sure. So this may actually they 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 could actually win something out of this one. I don't know. They're alleging that he is well well aware of the independent audits and paper ballot recount, conclusively disproving the big lie. But Lindell sells the lie to this day because it sells pillows. 
You know, I, honestly, I, I don't think that I, I don't think the guy's being hyperbolic. I don't think he's doing that on purpose because here's a guy who's he's literally I mean, like, look what's happened to him. Look what's happened to this guy. The companies have dumped him. The, the retail companies have dumped him. He's got his own company to consider here. So he, he's got his reputation to consider here. And so he's not going to go out and purposely suicide his company. He's not going to do that. I mean, the guy's worked. Uh, he's <laughs> how do I put it? He's a success story in and of himself because of what he's been through and what he's been able to accomplish and bounce back from. I can't see him throwing all that success away. I, I can't see him doing it. So maybe he has uh, exactly what's being said here. I, I don't know. I don't know. But that movie that he's put out, possibly, I mean, maybe it explains all that, which is funny. What What's the lawsuit for? $1.3 Interesting. Interesting. So Sidney Powell, who was another Trump lawyer, and Rudy Giuliani, who was also another part of the Trump legal team, have each been sued by Dominion for $1.3 billion. Earlier this month, Smartmatic sued Powell, Giuliani, Fox News, and some of the network's top hosts for $2.7 billion. Well, here, here's the thing, and I'm, I'm not making accusations here or anything like that. I'm not playing sides or, or anything. What I'm asking is, if a company like this, Dominion, Smartmatic, whatever, if these, if these companies are so sure that their products are and services are on points, well, then there shouldn't be any need for a lawsuit. They should be able to prove all the receipts. They should be able to go through all the receipts and say, well, here it is. So we don't have anything to hide. Then if the claim comes through that Lindell and Powell and Giuliani and Fox News and all these hosts and whatever, if they then have the claim, then of course you can take that to a, a defamation lawsuit and you can sue them and you'd be well within your rights and, and well with to do so because you can prove all the accusations against you are false. My concern with that, though, is the integrity of the data. They've had nearly four months now to purge, alter, or hide any of the data. So what are you going to do? In that lawsuit, they're not going to go in and pull ballots and compare the data on those machines. I would hope they would. I would hope that would trigger something. I would hope the lawsuit would backfire, but uh, I don't. I don't think it will. I don't think it'll mm. backfire. Mm. I'm I'm hoping it it does though, and they they yeah. We'll see how we'll see how it goes though. Yeah, Lindell received a cease and desist uh, cease and desist letter from Dominion in January. He says, "I want." I'm just quoting Lindell here. He says, "I want Dominion to put up their lawsuit because we have 100% evidence that China and other countries use their machines to steal the election." Which. Honestly, so the bits I've seen was they they actually have witnesses and and whatnot that are that are alleging or experts in the field or or, or in that field or something because uh, they had someone on like a caller and th this person wasn't I don't know that they I don't know if it was their real name or anything I mean it could have been an actor really I mean you know if you want to be skeptical about it but the data he was presenting he was presenting IP addresses MAC addresses. He was presenting, uh, which can be identified to location and the specific machines and everything. So they were being tied to China and Spain and Germany. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so it was definitely to his credit. He does have 100 percent in his mind, whether or not it's true or not. I don't think we'll ever know. Well, to be fair, that would torpedo a lot of this stuff that's going on in the world. Let, let's just say, let's just say for the sake of argument that he's 100% on the money. Okay. Let, let's just say, and the courts would hear the case and, and all the rest of it, right? Let, let's just say for the sake of argument that that would happen, right? We're being hypothetical here. We're not saying that's what happened. We're being hypothetical to be clear. 
that would upset the apple cart in ways that are not even comprehensible to the average person. I think a lot of what's going on right now, to be fair, aren't really comprehensible to the average person. But this, the things that are going on behind the scenes, let's take this in context and pit this against the Great Reset, okay? So we know what the Great Reset from the Davos group, we know what that's all about. We know that they are on board and in bed with the Chinese Communist Party, okay? We know that. They're, they're on board to take down Western civilization, bring us under control, and bring us into serfdom while the Chinese can do whatever they want. Okay? We know that. We know that. But that is all based on the fact that you bring down all the Western nations simultaneously. Right? That's what it encompasses. You've got to get everybody onto this Great Reset in all these countries simultaneously. Otherwise, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. You can't mop up 8 out of 10 countries here. It doesn't work like that. So you need to get everybody on board with it or this whole thing falls apart. Now, if all this stuff that Lindell has that he claims to be 100% irrefutable evidence, if all that were, come to were to come to light and people would actually do something about it, namely if it were 100% accurate and people were to do the right thing, the correct thing, I mean, that's, of course, assuming that people actually want to do the right thing. We've got smoking gun after smoking gun after smoking gun of other things, not election stuff, that you can nail these people to a tree for, and no one seems to care. But if this were to come to fruition, and you did have, forget China, but if you had the Europeans involved in this, and they turned against a key ally, the key ally that's holding the West together, that's a problem. That's a big problem. We've got treaty violations. We've got trade agreements that are violated. We've got travel agreements that are violated. We've got diplomatic ties that would be severed. And that whole Great Reset would fall apart. Now, again, I'm not making any assumptions. I'm just putting it into context that there's a bigger thing to consider here. I don't think any of that would happen under, under a Biden presidency, though. Oh, absolutely not. I don't think not. they would take that absolutely kind of not. No, no. Are you kidding me? They're looking at it and saying, huh, election fraud. What's that? What is that? Is there, is there yeah. election fraud? What, what is that? Is that is that something new? Like that, that's what's going on with the Biden administration. Not not even not even just that that in, in that context, but like. Uh, taking out the fact that they cheated, just looking at it in the sense of this fits their narrative. They have a greater narrative that they can push off and this would damage, if you will. They would just sweep this under the rug and be like, well, they had bad actors. And they would play the benefit of the doubt and be like, they had bad actors. The organizations themselves are fine, but they just had some scummy people in there. That's basically the argument they would do. Well, I think that's what they're doing now. Like, if you look at these people that they're bringing into this administration, you don't see any heavy hitters in there. You don't. The only heavy hitter you see in there is John Kerry. And I wouldn't even consider him to be a heavy hitter. By the way, he's made the announcement. And I, I know that this is going to come as a shock to you. But uh, he, he's made the announcement, Bruce. And I, I don't know how to break this to you. I really don't. And all the listeners, I don't know how to break this to him either. Uh, but John Kerry has, has made the... Uh, the, the monumental statement that we're out of time. We're, we're out of time. We have no time left, except for, well, we, according to John Kerry, we have nine years to stave off an irreversible climate disaster. Nine years. Nine years. Nine years. Yeah. I mean, that that is like the accurate, because they, they said 12 years a few years back. So, mm -hmm. I mean. And then, of course, least... nine years from now would be somewhere around yeah. 2030, right, right around there. Yeah. So. Yeah. It kind of fits their narrative a bit. Yeah. So, but see, I don't know, man. my point is, is that like, like that's that's the only heavy hitter. The rest of these people, the, these are just a bunch of like, th these are a bunch of JV people that you'd never see anywhere. Like, like nobody's ever heard of half these people. Actually, right. I don't, I don't think anyone's ever heard of well, really, any of them. Janet Yellen, I've heard of her, the Fed chairman. I've heard of her. She's been yeah. around for a while. John Kerry, obviously, I've heard of him. Biden, yeah. Kamala Harris, yeah. 
Fauci, yeah, but the rest of these people, like the uh, uh, the HUD secretary, never heard of him. The health and uh, human services secretary, never heard of him. Secretary of Energy, the, wh- whoever it is, I, like I've never heard of any of these people. the The only person that I know of that's really, I mean, that's, that's not even a heavy hitter, is this joker that they're bringing in for um, attorney general. Like yeah. that's it. Yeah, the one that's been the nominee, uh, Merrick Garland. Yeah, which. You know, uh, there's articles out that if Merrick Garland gets in, then you're going to see like the Durham report. Oh, yeah. It's going to get swept under the rug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all, all the, that stuff. Yeah. Hunter Biden stuff. Oh, the laptop. See you later. Yeah, 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 yeah. See you later. But yeah. uh, all this stuff, it's like, you're, yeah, you're absolutely right. You're not going to get that under a Biden administration. But more than that, you're not going to get it without anybody that's in the realm of some street cred. These people don't have any credibility at all. I've never heard of any of these people. And you and I are in politics and and watching advisors and secretaries and undersecretaries and assistant secretaries and and all the rest of it. We we could go through and we could pick out all those people that were in the Trump administration and more than that, in the Obama administration and in the Bush administration. We can pick out all those people. The the thing about the people that, that we're mentioning here, we don't know who they are in the sense of heavy hitters. But at the same time, these are the people that were in the, you know, behind the scenes that were... Uh, helping initiate these policies, you know, the these policies as in the global reset or, or, you know, the great reset, you know, all the all the different climate change policies, all the gun control policies um, like Obamacare, all the stuff we've seen over the years that are progressive policies, they've helped in the background formulate or they were uh, a part of the body that was creating it, if you will. So though they're unknown to us, they're not unknowns, if you will. Yeah, but still, I mean, it, it like that's as I was saying, I mean, that, that that's kind of what bothers me, though, is the fact that, OK, all right. Yeah. The, behind the scenes, people, I get it. But you should be seeing people like if this was a legit administration. Right. First of all, Biden's not even making any of these calls. Right. Kamala's making these calls for him. Right. That we know that we know. The thing I'm looking at here is, is if if this was a legit administration, uh, I mean, a legit one, as in they had real authority and they had real power and they were actually going to tackle this, whatever it is that we're dealing with over there and put words to action, then you would have the heavy hitters on TV. They would be out there in the mainstream media. They would be on CNN. They would be on MSNBC. They would be on uh, the other networks, uh, CBS, ABC, NBC, all the rest of them. And they would be jockeying for positions within the administration to have a say and get their agendas through. And you're not seeing it. You're, you're not seeing it at all. You've got all these no names, uh, no names to, to us, right? No names to, to everybody else. Mm-hmm. I mean, hell, even some of the uh, the mainliners out there, the mainline talk show hosts, they should be knowing who these people are, and they don't know who they are either. Yeah, so that's the thing. Yeah, where where's the heavy hitters? Where's the jockeying? On? I mean, with every administration in our lifetime, it's always been. Remember, in the early days, it was going to be Bernie Sanders as the labor secretary. Elizabeth Warren was going to be involved in like I don't know climate or something. I I don't know because the Green New Deal was her thing. So like Liz was going to be in there doing that. Bernie was going to be on with this thing. Where's Beto O'Rourke? I thought he was going to be the gun czar or something. I mean, this guy's nowhere to be found. He doesn't even want to get anywhere near this thing. Yeah, he's uh, isn't he trying to run for like governor again or something? Or I, he's doing well. He might. Like I tell that. you what, he might. He might actually have a good chance of winning this time around against Cruz because that's who he ran against last time. He might have a good chance because Cruz decided he was going to hop off to uh, to Cancun. That was a no no. He shouldn't have done that. <laughs> That's so stupid. It, it, it the, is, the, but it's optics. It, it's optics. It's it's politics. So I, I agree with like, like there's nothing he could have done, right? We know that. There's nothing he could have done. What do you want the guy to do? But the simple fact that he's 
hopping on a plane and jetting out of there, going to a beach on Cancun, which granted he flew back the next day. Uh, granted, he, he came back. He was just going to work remotely down there. But what, what do you want the guy to do? Now, I understand it looks bad. It, it looks bad. But what do you want him to do? Honestly, I see it as he was being a good father and a good husband because they were without power. You know, it was cold in the house and they had no water. So what are you going to do? As a good father, you take your family somewhere else. Yeah. So, I mean, his kids and his wife were like, hey, we want to get out of here and go somewhere else. Hey, don't have anything else we are pressed to do because of remote, uh, you know, being able to work remote telecommuting. He could go on vacation. I, I, I don't see a problem with it personally. Um, it's not like he's out there saying it's not like it was the um, French laundry to where he was telling everybody to shut down and then going and flaunting his own rules. It's I mean, just it's stupid. The, the guy was hungry, Bruce. I mean, what do you what do you want? He, he, he just wanted something to eat. He just wanted dinner. I mean, can't you, can't you respect that? A man wants to go out. He wants to get something to eat. I don't blame him. I made a bad mistake. Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, see? Uh, and he even admitted to it. He owned up to it. Uh, that's fair. He did. He did admit to it. But uh, that, that still doesn't, um, you know, kind of okay the fact that you uh, barred everyone else from being able to enjoy restaurants and, and whatnot and, and shutting down businesses and, you know, ending people's livelihoods. And then you go out and spend $12,000 on liquor alone. Did he spend 12 yeah. grand on liquor? Did he really do that? The the group that he had, I believe. Yeah, I think it was 12, 12 grand on liquor. 12,000 on drinks. 12,000 12, on drinks. Yes. Wow. That's ridiculous. What well, $300 I mean, you're, plate dinner? I mean, what do you expect? You know? Yeah, I was going to say $300 dinner. Yeah, you, you're, you're going to be paying heavy prices for the for the food or for the drink as well. And and the people that were there with him, the uh, the health administrator and then and the uh, the the medical staff from the state uh, advisory board, they were all there. And I mean, because they were worried about COVID, you see. Well, now to that point, to that point of him spending, it's funny because this just broke um, to that point of him spending. How much was it? Twelve thousand on. Yeah, I'm pretty on sure liquor. it was twelve thousand. Twelve thousand. Yeah. Liquor. Okay. All right. I have to do a fact check on myself real quick. Uh huh. Um, it was not twelve grand. It was fifteen. Oh. Okay. Well, I, I'm glad you cleared that that mistake up. I mean, that's that's. Um, I can't believe you were off by by so much. I mean, I, I can't believe you lowballed it like that. Yeah. Just 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 a bit. Um, you know, when, when you're talking uh, meals, that's like. 100 meals. Well, I mean, that's that's some people's salary, to be fair. That's a part-time worker's is. salary. It is. Yeah. It yeah. is. Let's talk about I tell you what. Let's let's flip down to the uh to the state of New Mexico, shall we? Democrat governor down there, right? I'm 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 just saying, right? Democratic governor. Well, she held an in-person meeting despite her own COVID guidelines and she spent thousands of dollars on alcohol and beef. And yeah, uh, well, see, she, she had to have that meeting, you see. I mean, she, she had to have it. New Mexico Governor uh, Michelle Grissom reportedly did not follow her own coronavirus-related gathering edicts and spent thousands of taxpayer dollars on alcohol and luxurious, is it Wagyu beef? W-A-G-Y-U, Wagyu beef? Yeah, it's... Wagyu, it looks like. Yeah, Wagyu. Okay. So while New Mexico residents faced some of the most strict COVID-related restrictions in the nation, Governor Grisham reportedly was reportedly meeting with her staff in person, despite advising against such gatherings for New Mexicans. According to the Santa Fe, Santa Fe New Mexican, Grisham was holding in-person meetings with her cabinet, 
and New Mexico legislators while telling New Mexico residents not to gather with people they did not live with. I can't believe she'd break her own rules like that. Unbelievable to me. She could have killed somebody. The meetings were held at the governor's mansion. Oh, she did it at her own house. Oh, wow. Wow. Uh, in Santa Fe, despite the widespread use of video conferencing software like Zoom. Yeah, that worked out great in Texas for the power company, didn't it? Mm. Mm. Meanwhile, Governor Grisham spent nearly $13,500 of taxpayer dollars on groceries, alcohol, and services like dry cleaning during the second half of 2020. $13,500. On groceries, alcohol, and services like dry cleaning. Is, is that all? I mean, that yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. I mean, I know it's a, it's not very much, really, but uh, no. I mean, yeah. Of course, you know, people. I mean, six hundred dollars—that is a significant amount, right? I mean, if you've been out of work for a year, six hundred dollars. I mean, that's yeah, it's right, quite a bit, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And and of course, that was only in the second half. So I mean, she only spent thirteen thousand five hundred dollars in six months on those things. So. I mean, look at it in the grand scheme of things. At least she didn't spend that for the entire year, right? So, yeah, there's that. Receipts show that more than $6,500 on groceries from Wagyu beef and tuna steaks to several purchases of alcohol, including bottles of tequila, vodka, gin, wine, and beer. News of Governor Grisham's spending comes after she reportedly gave several staff members salary raises ranging between $7,500 to $12,000. But hey, $600, that's a significant amount for you and your family. I mean, that's a bargain, really. That's that's a bargain. It, it fits the, the going trend that we're seeing. Rules for thee, not for me. Mm-hmm. New Mexico House Minority Leader Jim Townsend called Governor Grissom's spending disenchanting. He says it's not what tax dollars ought to be spent for. In the time when people are hurting all over the state, as I said, Using their tax dollars to buy Wagyu beef has got to be a little bit disenchanting to many people. I think it's just more of an indication of the problem that we have had and the governor has had connecting with people. Gee, you think? You think? What, what is? What was that? Uh, let him eat cake? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's in your face. It's literally in your face, this behavior and this spending and this rules for thee and none for me. And, and I'm going to take all the money that you have that you're giving in tax dollars, and I'm going to go out, I'm going to buy gourmet beef and all this alcohol, and I'm going to throw these lavish parties, and and we're exempt from the rules, but you have to stay locked in your house, and you can't come out, ever. Oh, and if you do come out, you have to wear a mask, and oh, by the way, that's never going to come off, and yeah, that seems to be the going trend here, Uh, and it's not just in the United States. Townsend went on to say that those are the kinds of things that cause people to totally distrust the government. I can't disagree with you, sir. When they see these types of messages of you need to stay home, uh uh-huh, and you can't have your family for Christmas, and you can't do this and you can't do that, but I'm going to sit here and eat Wagyu beef and buy hundreds of dollars of alcohol with your tax dollars, what in the world would you expect them to think? Isn't that what I just said? Me and this this guy right here, me me and this, this House Minority Leader Townsend, we think is one. We think is one. I I like this guy. House Majority Whip Rod Montoya had harsher words for Governor Grissom. He said the Democratic governor's actions indicate that she believes that she is more privileged than everyone else. Oh, it really appears in the governor's office as if she really believes herself to be more privileged than everybody else in New Mexico. I didn't realize the governor was so underpaid (laughs) that she has to use discretionary money for things that she should be paying for herself. Now, she paid for it herself. I wouldn't really have a problem with it other than the fact that she's literally breaking her own rules 
that she's imposing on everyone else. That would be my concern with it, not the fact that she's using her own money, of course, which is taxpayer money anyway, to buy the beef and to buy the alcohol and to host the dinners and all the rest of it. I would have less of a problem with it if she took it out of her own salary. I would have less of a problem with it. I'd have even less of a problem if it was money that she had earned in the private sector before becoming a politician. Correct. Um, Yeah, if she had a real job. Yeah. Yeah, but as you said, it's taxpayer funds either way. It's just one is, well, this is what we've agreed to pay you. And the other one is you're stealing from the the taxpayer. So, well, her office has an explanation for this. I mean, she explained everything about all this. And to be fair, I mean, just like Governor Newsom, when he said that he made a bad mistake. I mean, well, clearly this has got to be the same. So let's hear what that excuse was, shall we? The governor's office excused her behavior and claimed that there was a difference between Governor Grisham telling New Mexicans not to gather with people they did not live with and Governor Grisham gathering with people she does not live with. So there's a difference. You see, there's there's a difference between that. That's what her office said. So, I mean, that makes sense, right? There's a difference between you not being able to gather with people you don't live with and her not being able to gather with people she she doesn't live with because she's in government. So, I mean, she she has to, you know, she she appears in public and and she has to be around other people. So, I mean, for someone like her, that obviously that can't apply to her. I mean, it's very clear, but it's not what they're trying to get you to believe. It's not okay. It's very clear. You're 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 abusing your power. Well, now her spokesman has come out. He's made a statement on the matter just to clear everything up, make sure that there's no confusion and there's no distrust. Okay, just to smooth over everything between the governor's office and the people of New Mexico. Right. I'm sure that this will clear everything up. He says that there's a difference between inviting someone into your house for the Super Bowl. Of course, yeah, you're bringing the Super Bowl into it or someone's birthday and having three or four cabinet secretaries there to talk about their budgets amid an unprecedented economic downturn that they caused and to work out what we're going to propose or recommend to the legislature, given the changing economic forecast. Interesting. So they're introducing a class system, basically. They're saying, well, yeah, but, but see, saying it. But. Well, no, Bruce, they, now see, you're, you're glossing over the fact. Now, see, they were inviting someone over for the Super Bowl mm-hmm. or, or mm-hmm. for someone's birthday party or having three or four cabinet secretaries well, at the same time. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, they were inviting all these people over for these other things. And since they were there, then, Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. So with with that said, if it was work related, right, right, that's what they're alleging. This was all work, work related Uh, and they could meet in person. Why couldn't everybody else go to work normally? Well, as I said, they're they're in government. I mean, they they have they have things to run. Right, right. They have they have people to manage, and and I mean, they've got an economic crisis on their hands. They have to deal with that, and and of course, there's a pandemic that they have to deal with too. So, right. But if you're in government and you're so important like this, right, and we have we we should be so concerned about your well-being that maybe you're the one that should be quarantined. Maybe you're the one that should be restricted from going to work, and the rest of us should. Rest, the rest of us peasants and peons, as you see us, maybe maybe we should just uh, be allowed to go back to work. I, I've been I've been trying to figure out through this entire <clears throat> pandemic. I'm doing the air quotes. I've been trying to figure out through this entire pandemic why the government is essential. I don't I don't have a good um, sarcastic or or I don't know. I I, I don't have any I don't good either. reason for it. There there is no reason that they're essential. The government is one of the least essential organizations out there. The only thing they should be doing is ensuring our constitutional rights and ensuring our borders are safe. That's it. And when I say borders, I mean not just 
ensuring we don't have illegals coming over, but we also don't have any threats, you know, yeah. The home front should be safe. The uh, spokesman for her administration also went on to add that uh, the uh, uh, the food and alcohol purchases were for the governor herself, her staff, her security, and for her maintenance workers. That's that's what it was <laughs> right. for. That, that's right, all it was for. You, yeah, and, yeah it, it's I see. It, just to clear all that up, it, it wasn't for lavish parties or anything like that. It was it was for personal use. You see, and you know, any of course maintenance workers or. Um, or security that come in and say, hey, you know, Governor, can I get a sandwich? Or <laughs> oh, by the way, do you have any of that? Uh, do you have any of that? Uh, what is it? Wagyu beef? Do you, do you have any of that? Uh, and, I'll, and I'll take a um, I'll take a gin and tonic uh, too. Uh, that that that'd be great. Thanks, Governor. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. I don't I don't recall drinking on the job being allowed. Number one and number two is a maintenance worker. I'm not even sure you get paid enough to even buy the beef yourself let alone the alcohol. Well, you know, it depends on, I guess, discretion. It depends on uh-huh. where you spend the money, I guess. Mm-hmm. But well, uh, yeah. also, also it goes on, uh, he wasn't finished. He goes on to say that the, the governor wanted to sort of try and make things and send them to people like, uh, like uh, Pozole at Christmas. Uh, uh-huh. Uh, and why should we, why should we be sympathetic to this? Well, but see, I mean, I mean, it was just, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to come up with an excuse. I just can't. Do it. I, I just can't do it. This is so ridiculous. I, I can't. If do Ted it. Cruz can't go on a vacation in the middle of a disaster when he can't do anything to help anyone with the disaster, if he can't go on a vacation during that time, why the hell should I feel sorry for a politician that's spending illegally spending taxpayer funds on themselves? In the middle of a pandemic, when they're telling everyone to stay home and don't go to work and destroying their livelihoods, I, I have no sympathy for that person. Every bit of political fire you get, you deserve. Well, she actually has has made a statement too, and you know, just to again to to further clear up this mess, these accusations that are just being thrown at her, you know, just, just these mm-hmm. these mm-hmm. baseless claims and these these accusations. Mm-hmm. She responded to the scrutiny surrounding her spending, admitting that she had dropped the ball. Oh, and. Yeah. Yeah. And she said, she said, I'm, and I'm quoting here, uh, when people are struggling, should it be fair that residents of the governor's mansion right. literally have a locked up grocery store closet that has libations and catering stuff and food? I don't want the New Mexicans to feel like I don't take seriously their hardship. So see, she understands. Yeah. She, she understands but, their hardships. So that made no sense. Her argument made no sense. Well, Bruce, she's a politician. <laughs> no politicians make sense. They really don't. I, I actually, we brought up Ted Cruz. I, I actually don't understand. Ted Cruz is one of the good guys. To hear his apologetic tour that he was going on for going on vacation, and then also there's other times when he was running for president, went on the apologetic tour. What the hell are you thinking? What are you doing? Own it. Just... Stand up to the rhetoric. They're saying, oh, boo-hoo, you, you went on vacation when there was a disaster and you had no power, water, or heating, or any of those things. Yeah, I'm getting out of Dodge, man. All right, let's jump up to, uh, let's jump up to New York, right? Your friend, Andrew Cuomo. I, I, you know what? I, honestly, I'm tired of talking about this guy. Like, I, I don't even want to look at him anymore. I don't want to hear him anymore. Like, let's just prosecute him for what he did and move on with it. Let's not just prosecute him for what he did. Let's prosecute everyone. 
that did what he did. Okay, prosecute everyone. I, I get it. And that might happen, to be fair, because if you look at what's happening, de Blasio's now turned on him, and Saturday Night Live, of all things, have turned on him, and now they're bashing him for the nursing home deaths. The media's turned on him, and the state legislature, they're talking about impeaching him. And I heard today... I heard today, I, I, this, is, this is something I heard this morning, they're talking about a complete censure of him. The state legislature is looking at doing that. So you've got that. You've got Letitia James, right, the New York attorney general. She's looking to, to capitalize on it. She would be the one next in line to be on the ticket. That would be my guess. And of course, she, <laughs> she's, I'd rather have Cuomo, to be fair. She's, uh, she's I mean, she's left. She's far left. Uh, yeah, um, a censure is not going to do anything, number one. But number two, um, the only reason that they're going after him, I think, is because DeSantis. He's, that's it? He's able to. I think that's the only reason they're going over this, because DeSantis is using Cuomo as the counterpoint to why uh, or, or the counterexample, if you will. He's, he he's could, showing, hey, look, we opened up. We're fine. We're doing better than New York, who's closed down. So but he could use like he could use other states. He, I mean, they, that's not the only state. Yes, New York right. is chief among them. OK, but he could go after Phil Murphy of yeah. New Jersey. Oh, no. He could go after Newsom if, of California. He could go after Ensley of Washington. He could, he could go after Tom Wolf of Pennsylvania. All these places. Whitmer. He could go after all I, these, I these governors. I, I agree. But here's the thing. Uh, if DeSantis is politically wise, which he seems to be, he seems to be politically aware and, and, and doing well in this. Um, when they go after Cuomo, if if uh, action is taken against him, he'll just shift narrative to uh, Whitmer. He'll switch the narrative to any of the other um, left-leaning politicians. The only concern I have in that, though, is if you go for them, are they going to put someone in worse? Well, that's my point, is if we're talking New York, Letitia James, right? I mean, that's, that's left. Uh, Newsom? I don't even know who you'd put on the ticket out there. I, I really don't know. I mean, Newsom, they're saying Newsom will be gone by summer because of the recall effort. I, I've heard that, that they're pretty sure that that'll be gone. They, they're saying now that they verified 668,000 signatures, I think, and they need, uh, was it uh, 1.2 to verify? So they're they're halfway through the verification yeah. process. They have yeah. like 1.5 million signatures, something like that. Yeah. And they wanted um, 2 million just to be sure to, or 1.8, yeah. I think, just to be sure to be over the mark. Yeah, to, to be well over because you know they're going to pull some kind of shenanigan. And mm -hmm. yeah. So New York Dem uh, says that Cuomo nursing home scandal is, in, is an impeachable offense. Uh, so Cuomo's still blaming Trump for the vaccine problems and, and all the rest of it. I heard this morning, like, here, here's the thing. So, it, like, as to the vaccine point, I don't, as I said last week, I don't think people are taking these vaccines. Do you remember yesterday you said something about? Uh, the uh, the Germans they're they're talking about a a, a, a rise in cases a, a spike in cases that's because the yeah. Germans are pushing back on the vaccine thing the Germans are not big vaccine takers they're not mm -hmm. and they're being told that they have to go through all this I mean I was out today I mean it was a nice day I was out yesterday too and I saw maybe a couple of people wearing masks I must have seen two hundred people in the middle of town today outside of the ice cream cafe no one's wearing masks they're all around each other talking laughing carrying on. They're not going to fall into this vaccine agenda. So guess what? Oh, we're going to have to stay locked down until everybody's vaccinated. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Which we'll talk about Israel here in a second because uh, they're starting to reopen. And, and yeah, that's that, that's what they're doing there. I, I'm not on board with that. That's crazy. But again, we'll get to that in a second. Let's stick with the U.S. at the moment. The vaccine agenda. I saw like they were talking about the, they set up this massive vaccination center at Dodger Stadium in Los Angeles. 
And FEMA is now saying that they're going to roll out mass vaccination sites all over the country. But yet I saw like nine traffic coned out lanes outside of Dodger Stadium with a live video. And there's no one there. There's no one there. And Newsom is saying that they've got four million, four million vaccine doses, four million. But yet they don't have anybody that wants them. So they say, well, we need to expand the uh, the scope of, of people that we can vaccinate. No, I don't think that's the problem. I, I don't think that's the problem. Actually, it could be. What is their policy there? Who are they vaccinating? Well, I think right now it's it's anybody that I think it's anybody that has an appointment. Because uh, here's the thing, though. I mean, I'm seeing we've been seeing stories of of these uh, rich people that uh, the woke rich people that's uh, paid to, to cut in line. And that's like some big deal or something. Well, I mean, there's millions of millions and millions of doses. What do you care? What do you care? Hey, if you want mine, you can have mine. I'm not going to take it. That's yeah. fine. Go Same. ahead. So you don't have to pay. I mean, I tell you what, if you want to cut ahead of me, you can give me the money. That's fine. I'll take it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, seriously, give it give the vaccine that I would have taken to someone else that could need could need it. Right. So like the elderly, they're they're typically uh, here's the thing. Uh, I know this is going to sound bad, but the elderly and when I mean elderly, I'm talking they're 10, 15 years left in their life. It's going to be less likely that they're going to have to deal with some kind of side effect with mutations or whatnot, you know, the long-term side effects. Whereas people our age and younger, if they take the vaccine, if there's a long-term side effect, that's a long time they have to deal with it, right? So I know that sounds bad, but they're also the ones that are most vulnerable to COVID-19. So if they want to go and get a vaccine, hey, you can have mine. I ain't taking it. So Cuomo's still playing the vaccine thing, uh, but they're still like the, the legislature is now rounding on him. New York State Assemblyman Ron Kim said Governor Andrew Cuomo threatened to ruin his career. This is the Asian guy that you were talking about. Yeah. Uh, threatened to ruin his career for speaking out against the mishandling of nursing home crisis during the COVID pandemic uh, is now calling for Cuomo to face impeachment. Did you have a backstory on this guy on that on that uh, that allegation? I, I, um, I had a story up here a few days ago on it, but basically I don't I don't have the story anymore. Basically, the guy worked for the administration and I, I don't remember which position it was. But Cuomo called in when the guy was at home and he was basically the interview was uh, he was saying that he was sitting with his wife. He was about to go bathe one of his kids. And um, that's when Cuomo called in and his wife was distraught and all that from the call. And Cuomo was basically saying he's going to ruin his career. And, you know, the typical, you know, Democrat mafia type. Well, yeah, it's like that's New York, though. Like that's yeah. New York, you know. I, I'm going to come in here. I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to muscle you around, and and that's how it's going to be. I mean, that's yeah. that, that's New York. No disrespect yeah. to the people of New York, the good people of New York. Trust me, no disrespect. But that's the cultural difference between the Midwest and yeah. New York. That's just the way that it yeah. is. That's how they get business done up there. I, I've said that, that's why I make the argument about Trump all the time and his attitude. I'm like, he's a New York businessman. What do you want? If you don't have experience dealing with New York businessmen, then you don't know how to take Trump's brashness. That's New York. That's how it's done in New York. That's how you get business done in New York. And believe me, I've dealt with the type up there and I don't like that attitude, but that's their attitude. If you want to deal with them, then you have to play on their terms. It's their turf. So like that's that's what it is. And that's where Cuomo comes in. He's the the New York tough guy of whatever you want to call it. I mean, that that's just him. That's the way he is. Uh, But Kim is one of excuse me, is one of 
more than a dozen Democratic lawmakers in New York pushing for Cuomo to be stripped of his executive powers that were granted to him throughout the pandemic. So now he's going to lose all that. Uh, he should. Yeah, he should. He, he should. He never should have been given him in the first place. None of those governors should. Sorry. Well, given uh, I, I can understand why it happened, but I. I yeah, but they didn't give it back. They, they didn't exactly. they didn't cough it up. When it yeah. needed to be coughed up. Instead, we're going yeah. out, we're spending thousands of dollars on liquor and buying Wagyu beef and, and all the rest of it, having Super Bowl parties with all your cabinet members. Yeah, there should have been a timetable and they never yeah. gave a timetable. No. Well, well, Fa- Fauci gives timetables every other day. You uh, can okay, put- let me. Yeah, that's fair. A, a, a concrete like, you know, it absolutely ends on this date. Well, now, see, you know, Bruce, you can't, you can't it, it's not as simple as an equation. You can't mm. just add two numbers together and come up with an answer because, mm. again, these are just speculations, right? These are just estimates. So you, you, you can't be too careful because you got to get that number so low that basically there's no chance of any kind of uh, infection of any kind uh, ever. So. I mean, that's you'd better err on the side of caution, right? Right, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cuomo made a public appearance at a mass vaccination site at Med- Medgar Evers College in New York on Monday morning. He was joined by a handful of New York State Assembly members, but did not address the nursing home deaths or take questions. Cuomo blamed the Trump administration for a lack of coronavirus vaccines and accused the former administration of creating mistrust around the vaccine in the black community. He's still playing the vaccine game. Like, he's still playing the blame game. Dude, he's gone. He's he's gone. He's been out of office for almost two months now. So I, I, I don't understand. So the mistrust of the COVID-19 vaccine was caused by the administration that put uh, well, that basically got rid of the red tape so that vac- the, the vaccine could be made quicker, which isn't actually a vaccine, blah, blah, blah. You, we, we've talked about it. But yeah, that same administration is the administration that damaged people's views of this vaccine. That makes no sense. They're the ones that were pushing the vaccine. And no, how about you address the ones that, oh, I don't know, uh, maybe you should say it was Joe Biden and Kamala Harris that were saying they wouldn't take the vaccine because Trump bad. Oh, wait, you can't do that because that's the president. That would go against your narratives. That would go against your games, if you will. He's blaming the Trump administration. What is they have to get rid of Cuomo? They have to do it because what is Cuomo going to do now? He's saying it was Trump's fault. Well, now it's Biden. So is he going to say it's Biden's fault? Yeah, they're not going to stand for that. So they they have to kick him out. When Trump left office, what was it that Pelosi did? Oh, it was it was right before he left office. What was it that Pelosi did? They went out and they put two hundred thousand flags out in the National Mall to symbolize each COVID death. Right? It is now what yeah. they did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that number just hit 500,000. I don't see a half a million flags out there in the National Mall criticizing the Biden administration. Does anybody else? I I don't see that. Mm -hmm. So they're shifting the blame to Biden when they need to shift the blame to Biden. But now's not the time. They'll shift the blame to him. They'll flush him with the 25th Amendment when the time is right, but not right now. Isn't that a bit quick, by the way, for 500,000? That means there was a number I saw this morning. Yeah, I've seen it too, but that's why I'm uh, I'm saying that that's there's been a lot of deaths this year under three hundred thousand. But those, see, those are, you can't attribute that you can't attribute that to President Biden. You can't attribute that. To, no, no, no. That's all Trump's fault. Right. I'm I'm pulling up the the charts that they're using here. All you got to do is turn on CNN. I'm sure they've got a rolling count. Actually, they haven't been doing the rolling count as much. Oh, really? They actually took it down. Yeah. Because uh, they're, they're trying to timing. push the narrative. Well, see, here's the thing. The they they need reopen. to shift. Yeah, they they need to shift, though, because they know that we're coming out. Like I said, I was laying out yesterday because it was so warm and I was getting some sun. 
and it was amazing. So the warm weather's coming. Like we're breaking out of winter and they know that people aren't going to be sick anymore because we're moving out of the cold and flu season. So now they have to shift to something else because COVID's going to lose traction. They can't keep without agenda. Now they need to switch it up. Yeah, there was um, a spike. Uh, of of the numbers of deaths, um, we were trending. Looks like the highest was uh, maybe about two thousand a day, and then all of a sudden, right after the election, uh, that number skyrocketed, and it went up to the highest peak. It looks like it went up to like four thousand. So, well, the good news is is that if you do the vaccinations right, then you can get out of this. Right? That's that's the agenda. Yeah, just don't don't worry about. And, and I love all these headlines that are coming out now. Oh, vitamins don't help anything with COVID or coronavirus. No, 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 no. Where's been the talk about vitamins and, and minerals and proper nutrition and 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 being healthy and working out and getting exercise and getting sleep and, and not being stressed? Where, where's been the talk of any of that since the start of this thing? It hasn't been there. Nowhere has, has any of that been talked about. And anybody that's talked about that has been shut up, canceled or thrown offline. Honestly, personally, I take it the same as I take the rhetoric about how eat. You remember how they said eggs were really bad for you? You should only Which eat week? egg whites. Which week? The, exactly. That is my point. These are the same people that told us salt is bad for you. It's the same people that told you eggs were bad for you. Well, yeah, too much salt is bad for you. True. It, it can burn out some but of you, your organs, right? Yeah, but you've got but, to have. You've got to have, you have, that, to have that iodine. and You've got to get that good halogen in that salt. That's the only place you can get it. Oh, well, and you do need salt as well. That's part of the electrical generation uh, mm-hmm. salt and um, potassium yep. generates electricity. So you, you need that. Same with eggs. There's things in eggs that you need. In fact, uh, uh, GP was uh, talking about how eggs are one of the best things for digestion. Uh, like you absorb the proteins in eggs more efficiently than other proteins. It's like one of the most efficient. So they're, they're, they're the ones that are pushing these narratives that such and such is bad for you. Oh, wait, nope. Actually, no, it's actually good for you. No, it's bad for you. No, it's good for you. We've known that vitamins and minerals, you know, getting a, a, an effective or, or, you know, an efficient intake of that, you know, the, the right daily amounts and everything is good for you. It keeps your immune system up. It keeps you fighting these things. Well, as I said, Bruce, a vaccine will cure everything and that will get you out of this. This will fix everything. If you have mass vaccinations, which, of course, the World Health Organization, as wonderful as they are, they quietly changed the definition of herd immunity. They quietly changed that about a month ago. They said the only way you can achieve herd immunity in a society is if you have 80 percent of the population vaccinated. Well, what numbers are we seeing now? Well, if we can get 70 to 80 percent of our populations vaccinated, well, then we can achieve herd immunity. That's because they changed the underlying definition of how you achieve herd immunity to only by the use of a vaccination. Mind you, these are not approved vaccinations, and we'll get more into that tomorrow because they're not now even they're vaccinations. No, they're not even vaccinations. But we'll get more into that tomorrow. I want to talk about what Israel's done here in just a minute. But tomorrow, I want to get more into this. We don't have time today, but I want to get into it tomorrow. About see, now you're going to start seeing all these different vaccines from all these different variants pop up. So if you thought, oh, you're just going to get the Pfizer one or the AstraZeneca one or the, uh, what the hell's the other one? Uh, the Moderna one uh, or any of these. No, no. See, that's for the, the old original strain. See, that doesn't work anymore. So now you need all these new ones that are going to come out. And it just so happens that, well, the FDA, they said today that, um, well, we don't need any trials for those because we can just, because we're going to have so many of them, we can just roll them right out and we know that they're safe. Well, that's fantastic that they're going to they're going to shoot you up with things that are 
not approved and not tested and not given uh, approval. Oh, wait a minute. They're already doing that. So see, now you're now see, it's you, you don't need just the two. No, now it's going to be three, four, five, six. Well, hell, maybe 10, 11, 20. What's it going to be? How much well, you, are you going to put up with? You're going to need at least four a year, at least five. They're saying five. Gates is saying five. Hell, Gates is saying you need three of the first one now. So Israel, what did Israel do? Okay, I don't agree with any of this, by the way. I, I don't agree with any of these steps that they've taken. None. I think these governments, Israel included, Netanyahu ought to be ashamed of himself in this regard. In this regard. I, I'm not discounting his uh, his previous career from being the prime minister of Israel, but he ought to be ashamed of himself putting his people through this. This is disgusting. All these governments, all these so-called leaders of all these nations should be ashamed of themselves. Every last damn one of them. They're a disgrace. They are an absolute disgrace. Israel eases restrictions following vaccine success. I would believe that if it was an actual vaccine. I would believe that. But that's not what this is. Israel is easing lockdown restrictions as studies there reveal the Pfizer vaccine is 95.8% effective in preventing hospitalizations and death. 95.8%. Well, that would be the most successful vaccine ever developed in human history, if that were the case. From Sunday... Shops, libraries, and museums can open, but with social distancing and masks are still required. Well, then, wait a minute. You're supposed to take one of these or two of these or three of these or whatever in the hell they tell you. You're supposed to take this to stop all this from happening. This is supposed to reduce the hospitalizations. This is supposed to reduce the death. This is supposed to reduce the person-to-person transmission and your symptoms and all the rest of it, right? It's supposed to be a cure-all, but yet you still need to social distance and you still need to wear masks. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I thought you were supposed to be protected if you took a vaccine. I mean, that's what it's supposed to be for a vaccine. I mean, that's what it does. It protects you from becoming ill from that particular disease. But then if you do that, well, then why do you need these other things that were supposed to protect you before you got vaccinated? So if you're going to have to do these things like social distance and, and wear masks after you get vaccinated, well, then why would you get vaccinated? Oh, it gets worse. It gets worse. The health ministry says it's the first stage of returning to normal life. See, it's the first stage, just the first stage. I mean, n- never mind the fact that you still have to do these things from before. Never, never mind that. But it, see, it's just the first stage. So shooting you up with an experimental gene therapy. Okay, that's. That, I guess that's the first stage in returning to normal. Idiots. Israel has the highest vaccination rate in the world with more. Okay, well, apparently they're not paying attention then, if that's the case. What they do, cut them off from the internet? Did they cut them off from the from the what, what's happening in other countries where people are falling over dead from this thing? More than 49 percent of the people have received at least one dose. Well, see, you need two or three to get to make sure that that's what it's a, you're getting. Ninety five point eight percent effectiveness with one dose now. Huh. The country entered its third lockdown on December 27th after a resurgence of the virus. Funny, that was just a few days before the U.S. election, wasn't it? Yeah. And this one locked down just a few days after that because of this massive resurgence that they had here. And it's never opened since then because the Germans are kind of tied up in this whole election mess nonsense. Now, under the easing measures, the easing measures, see, they're they're letting off just a little bit. Yes, excessive approximation. They clamp down on something really hard. Then they let go of it when you start to push back on it or you do a little bit about what you're told, but then they don't release it all the way. But then they'll come back on it later. They're going to clamp back down on it again. You watch. People are now able to enter shopping malls and tourist attractions such as zoos. I'm sure that comes with stipulations, right? Right. I'm sure that comes with something, doesn't it? Well, you're in luck. It does. A number of other facilities are now able to open, including gyms, hotels, 
and synagogues. Oh, you can get your right to worship back. You can go back to the gym. You can stay in a hotel. However, however, there is just this one little one little stipulation, just this one little thing. And I'm sure it's nothing concerning, really. It's just this one little thing, just this tiny little thing you're going to have to do. Um, you're going to be required to have a green passport certificate that can only be obtained once you have been vaccinated. So papers, please. And you have a little badge to identify that you've been a good little whatever. Uh, you've been marked. I would expect that of all people in this world, of all people, the Jewish religion would understand what in the hell this is all about. They have this bad reputation for being marked. I'm just saying, this is where I'm, I lose my patience with Netanyahu. He should know better than this. Just the optics alone should have been enough to be like, well, yeah. maybe maybe we shouldn't do this. Maybe maybe yeah. we should, you know, encourage people to get vaccinated if they wish and then, uh, you know, open the country up, period. A small number of people who have recovered from the virus and are not currently eligible for a vaccine are also able to obtain the certificate. So wait a minute. A small number. A small number. Yeah. So uh, assuming you catch it... And only as far as we know, only a handful of people around the world have been reinfected, only a handful of people. And I think a couple of those were on purpose. So as far as we know, that should somehow de facto give you antibodies and an immunity. But they say, well, no, it doesn't matter uh, whether or not you've you've had it and you've recovered. You still need to get a vaccine. Uh, excuse me. No, no. You, you go to hell. I'm sorry. If I get the flu, then I don't go out and get a flu vaccine after I get the flu. Mm -mm. If I get and, and that's assuming you have the exact strain, the, the same strain that they uh, that they have for the flu that year. We have a vaccine for the chicken pox now, right? Yes, I guess. Or I don't know. Measles. Yeah, measles. We got a measles vaccine. Yeah. OK, so yeah, MMR, measles, mumps, rubella. All right. So if I get the measles, uh, I, I don't go out and get a vaccine after I've had the measles. I, I'm just saying like it's that's true. not what you do. That's not what you do. I mean, to be fair, those those are slower mutating if if they mutate at all viruses, whereas this is a fairly quick mutating one. So getting a vaccine for those ones versus getting a vaccine for these it makes more sense to get a vaccine versus the others than it does this. I mean, mm -hmm. when you're you're comparing the side effects and the death, really. From the other one, the the rates compared to what you get from COVID, you're better off just taking your chances with COVID. Now, if they if they find therapeutics that work better against COVID, you know, for example, if they were to say this vaccine was what it actually is and a therapeutic, right, an experimental therapeutic, a gene therapy, if they were to tell the people that and just say, look, this is an experimental therapeutic that could make the uh, you catching the virus less severe. If they made it like that and told the people the truth on that one and then say, if you want to go get the vaccine or, or the therapeutic, then go for it. I wouldn't have as much trouble with this now because you wouldn't be pressing it saying, oh, it's a vaccine. It's going to save all our lives, right? It, it would be, yeah, I don't know. It's just the way it's being presented right now is is yeah. very... They're, they're lying to people. That's all they're doing. Yeah. They're, they're lying to people. They're misleading people and and it's not right. It's not right. The, uh, the passport... Which is contained in just this this handy little app on your phone. I mean, it's, it's just because you've got this phone already. I mean, why not, right? Why, why not? Why not use that? And you get this little QR code, so it's easy to scan. You know, it's kind of like what uh, President Xi of China said that we need to do across all the world is just give you give you this little QR code, which is it's easy to to have with you, really. I'm, and I'm sure that I'm sure that he's got one too. And oh yeah, 
Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, if you combine that that QR code or the or the green pass or why don't we just go to a digital version, right? And then just have a whole centralized banking system that's all digital and we can tie them all together and then you only have to have one ID that works globally, like your passport and everything, has all your medical history, has all your uh, financial records and everything, like all of it's tied together so that it makes it easier on you, more convenient. By the way, this is actually something that Janet Yellen is talking about with the centralized bank having a digital currency. Yeah, she's saying that that would be a good idea. But mm-hmm. anyway, mm-hmm. yeah, that's good yeah. stuff. Well, it would be more convenient, to be fair. I mean, it would be more convenient to have all those things right there. But now, see, you're asking, how long is it valid? How, how long is a green pass valid? Well, this is going to be issued by the uh, by the health ministry, and it will be valid for six months, one week after the second dose. So see, you go and you get whacked up twice, and you're good for six months. Then, of course, you're going to have to take boosters and, you know, different ones and, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Yeah, you got, you got to do all that, of course. Um, yeah. But uh, crowds are, are now allowed back at concerts, and sporting events have reopened at only seven. 75% capacity, though. You don't want to go too much, right? You don't you don't want to go. Of course, you still have to social distance. You still have to wear masks and, and all of that. So, but I mean, but it is open. But they have a cap of no more, no more than 300 people inside or 500 people outside at venues. So there is that. Why would you put a cap on how many are outside? Well, Bruce, you don't want to infect anybody. I mean, you, you don't want to. Yeah, yeah. But when you're outside, you're less likely to infect or be infected. Far well, less than you. Well, are no, the, 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 Bruce, we're science based here, right? We're talking about science. We're talking about right, about right. hard data here. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Despite the easing of restrictions, Israel's airport will remain closed for another two weeks. Safe precaution, I suppose. On Saturday, the health ministry said studies revealed. I'm, I'm, I'd be interested to see what studies those are. Studies revealed the risk of illness from the virus has dropped ninety five point eight percent. Well, gee whiz. That seems to be the same effectiveness of the vaccine. I wonder how they came up with those numbers. Just kind of funny that, yeah. Uh, Now, see, that's only among people, though, that have had both doses of the Pfizer vaccine. So Uh, now they also found they also found that the vaccine was 98 percent effective in preventing fever or breathing problems. So there is that. But see, again, you don't want to infect anybody and you don't want to reopen too fast. And you still need to social distance and you still need to wear masks just in case, right? J- just in case. I'll pass. Thanks. Not. Yeah. Not a- uh, you, you people can go to the, uh, the bottom of the pits of hell where you came from. Every last one of you. Damn all of you. Damn all of you people. And I mean, world leaders and all the rest of you, you, you people are a disgrace. You're disgusting. And, and I swear I swear before God Almighty himself, you people will be held to account for what you're doing. You will be. They're just trying to help people. Oh, talking? yes. They're just trying to help people. And you know something? These people, as far as I'm concerned, every last damn one of them, handcuffs in before an international tribunal for crimes against humanity and a violation of the Nuremberg Code and the Geneva Convention. It's that simple. That's not a debate. That is not up for debate at this point. Not anymore. We're out of time. We are going to have to go. So for those of you who are interested in following our content in the future, we know podcasting censorship is coming and we are in the process of preparing ourselves for that. And the reason we're in in the process of preparing ourselves is for the conversations that we're having now, bringing light to darkness, 
that's the reason they're going to start censoring podcasts, uh, among many other things. So we're preparing for that. Uh, and so if you'd like to stick with us, we would love to keep you as a listener. So we would ask that you get signed up to Telegram, join our Telegram channel. We're mirroring all of our podcasts that we're putting out here every day. And we're also putting out an exclusive podcast once a week that you can only get there when you're subscribed to our Telegram channel. So get signed up over there. We're a public channel. Just search for us when you get there. Search for Dynamic Independence. We'll pop right up. Subscribe to us and you'll get all that extra content. Also, if you would like to reach out to us, you can do so anytime by dropping us a line via email at tips at dynamicindependence.com. And we would ask you to pass this along to friends, family, and known associates. We are trying to grow our audience here as much as possible, but we do need your help in order to do that. So if you could pass this along, we'd appreciate that. We're available everywhere you get your podcasts. Also, if you're rating podcasts, if you give us a rating at your earliest possible convenience, we would appreciate that as well. Five stars be a plus. Thank you very much. All right, Bruce, that will do it for today. So thank you for being here. Thank you to all the listeners. We'll see everybody tomorrow. <laughs>